much better. Yeah, it's better. Good to see you. This is Friday. Wonderful day. Glad you're here. What announcements do we have? I've got one just in a moment on behalf of Brother Dave, but uh, any any announcements? Wow. Okay, so this one's going to take prime sp- Oh, Wayne, go ahead. We still have a, a really nice end table out there. Okay. Yeah, John White here is going to show you. It's a beautiful <laughs> table. Okay. All right. Also, we have it straight from the top from the eldership that if you're feeling feverish, do not come to school. Okay? And uh, so we don't want to affect anybody else. Just uh, be aware of that. Call in. Let us know. And we'll diagnose you over the phone if we need to. But uh, all right. Um, Yes? This guy's got boogie fever. I don't even want to touch that. Okay, need to pass this around the schedule for Sunday attendance and uh, speaking assignments. So don't forget this weekend. So I need to send that around during during the lesson. Adam, would you uh, lead us in our prayer here in just a minute? Okay. All right. Uh, If there are no other announcements, seems like I'm missing one on behalf of my wife told me to say, I can't remember. All right, so what prayer request do we have? Yes, sir. Uh, one of our graduates, Wesley Walker, who's the preacher at Woodson Chapel, had an episode yesterday. Uh, he ended up in the ICU ah. uh, with uncontrolled diabetes, uh, type 1, that it's gone undiagnosed probably since he was a child. Uh, the doctors told him and his wife that if he had waited another 24 hours to come in, he wouldn't have survived. Uh, so it's very serious. Uh, he's been, they've been giving him insulin. They've been giving him fluids. I haven't talked to him today, but he, uh, it, it was very, very serious. Oh, wow. Yeah, I figured wow. he was still nice to you today. So prayers okay. for Wesley and Amanda Walker and okay. uh, his situation and his kids. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. Also pray for Rob Reed. Uh, they went home a while ago. He's having some time for Issues. Okay, Robert Happy. Things he got with his kids' hands. Okay. All right. Any other? Yes. Uh, we had our study with Cindy last night, the study we had going, and it went really well. Um, we got to know her a lot. and uh, She's headed in the right direction. Just prayers that she continues to seek the truth and continues to uh, seek God. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. We have our study with our Mormon friends tonight, so um, just prayers for that, and that it hopefully won't be the last study. Okay, great. Proud of you. Proud of all y'all doing that. Yes. Um, a number of us are members at the local Choose Gym, uh, and there's a, a young man there named Peyton who is kind of quickly becoming a friend of ours, and we're hoping for a pretty swift opportunity to Well, I would tell you I would look <clears throat> forward to seeing it, but I hadn't been to Cheese in quite a while. I feel bad. <laughs> yes, I'm a member. Dan, Daniel, he was his name, was with us, the, the older gentleman that graduated from the preaching school that Bill Stewart graduated from. He's flying home today. So. Okay, good. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. Adam, you got all those? Okay. All right. Any other prayer requests? So, uh, speaking of yes. traveling, uh, we, my son-in-law, Bert, 
is driving home to Houston today with three dogs. So he's, he's going to have plenty of company. I'm not sure. I'll That's cool. Tyler's traveling too. He's en route to Texas right now. Oh, that's this weekend. Okay. Yeah, it's a big event. Big event. Okay. Yes, Sam and Rebecca. Torres family. Yes, Michael. Well, I, it just reminded me of a CYC. We had a situation recently uh, with the CYC in Tennessee. Uh, our missionaries, Matt and Nate, who have gone to Huron, uh, interesting how the Lord works. They were praying that congregations would get involved. Well, some people from CYC found out about it. They've been chosen to be the, the mission that's represented at CYC in Tennessee. And uh, so they're going to promote the work at CYC in Tennessee the whole week. Uh, Sunday morning, the contribution is going to all be donated to the work in Huron, um, which usually is, is multiple thousands of dollars. And the leaders of CYC also said it's not unusual for dozens of congregations to contact those missions and find out how they can get involved both financially and from a work standpoint. So real shot in the arm for Matt and Nate. Uh, and again, just uh, prayers of thanksgiving and answering prayers. God, God yeah. answers prayers, and He mm -hmm. does it in really big ways sometimes. So, just I thought that story was good for everybody to hear. Amen. Including our prayers. Yeah, and that's so important because I know we've talked about that from time to time that we are uh, usually have prayer requests, but we need to make sure we're also giving many prayers of thanksgiving as well. Yes. Uh, our friends from Brazil, John and Pegna, I think they're, this is their last day here, right? Yeah. So just prayers for safe travels wherever they're going, and we hope to see them soon. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you yeah. soon. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. We're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. and It's been good getting to know you in the meeting. Okay, let's uh, have our prayer. And Ty, uh, excited, I asked him to lead a song the other day, and he said he'd never led one. He said, I'm going to do it today. So, Ty, we're glad that you're here, brother. Glad you're part of our program here. Come lead us in a hymn. Then I'm going to have a, share a few thoughts with you, and then we'll have the prayer at the end today. Okay? All right, Ty, let's go ahead. Good morning. Our song this morning is going to be, Thank You, Lord. It's a very simple song. It's a very short song. It's a song that we do sing in the Church of Christ down in South. It goes like this, and then we're going to sing to the Lord, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the third one is, Thank you, Lord. We just want to thank you, Lord. The second verse, You've been so good. One time. You've been so good. Third. You've been so good. We just want to thank you. Okay, now let's let the Lord have it, okay? <laughs> thank you. so good. You 
part of a congregation where someone came, uh, a missionary that you supported, and on Sunday night, they had announced that uh, earlier that day that on Sunday night, there was going to be a report given to the congregation for all that was being done, maybe in India. It might be India, it might be some other place in the world, but if we've been in the church for very long at all, we know that there are a lot of reports given uh, at congregations from time to time. And they're very important. What's the purpose of a report? Well, it's to, to show what God has done. And that's exactly what uh, we read about in the book of Acts. If you were to turn to, for example, Acts chapter 14, at the end of Paul and Barnabas's first missionary tour, they came back to Antioch. They were the ones that had sent out Antioch. I mean, sent out Paul and Barnabas from Antioch. And remember that they came back and they decided, the King, King James says rehearsed, it just means to give a report of all that God had done. It strengthened the church there. It reminded them of the fact that they were involved in mission work, that they had sent out these two men. And so it's increasingly important that we think about the fact that God has done a lot of work through his church and that that work has been done through the local congregation. We are, in fact, the offspring of God, that we are His workmanship, Ephesians 2, verse 10. So how does God get His work done? But through people like you, through people that are sitting in the pews. Sometimes we forget about the fact that when maybe we're supporting something financially, maybe when we're praying for an effort, that we're involved in that. So congregations need to be encouraged with regard to the work that they're involved in. But have you ever thought about the fact that sometimes we need to give a report about what God is doing in the local congregation? It, it struck me several years ago when we were dripping springs that we had a guy come in that was doing uh, missionary work, and we'd been a big supporter of his work and his wife. And, and they came in and uh, gave, in a 30-minute presentation, a whole year's worth of work. And people were amazed, and they thought, wow, how did they do all of that? That's just tremendous about what they're doing. And, and uh, they came out so excited and encouraged, and so the elders and I began to talk and said, wow, he's doing a lot. And then we all began to realize, you know what? There's a lot going on at the local body that we need to report. And I want to encourage you guys to think about when you get involved in your work, that at the end of each year, that you sit down with the elders, the deacons, other people on the staff, or whoever, whatever members that are actively involved in your work there, and plan out a session to give a report to the congregation about what God has been doing through you over the past year. Now, what are some of the things that you can include? I'm going to show you what we did a few years ago at Dripping Springs when we were working there, and then turn our attention to one specific program, that was very effective during that year of reaching souls. They got everybody involved in the congregation. 
So uh, near the end of the year, and actually just before the budget report came out for the following year, we actually put together a report, a year-end report of the Dripping Springs Church of Christ. And what it did was encourage brethren, help them to look back over the year of all the things that they had been doing, various people that had been involved in all aspects of the work. And maybe you'll get some ideas of some things you can do. Whoops, I know that one was going to go ahead. But our elders got together and they decided that they wanted certain people to be a part of the report. Various deacons and uh, ministers that were involved in several things, our youth minister and myself, and then some of the other members got involved in creating the report. We talked about what we had done that year through our, our theme. The elders had actually said, let's have a theme. And so we looked through various Bible passages and we came up with a theme that you may abound. And then cards were created uh, and advertising went out with each sub-theme for each month telling us about abounding in number, the importance of the church growing and abounding in love and knowledge and speech and comfort and good works and so forth. So the congregation got to look forward to what the sermons were going to be about, what the emphasis was going to be about that month, but then at the end of the year to look back and remind ourselves, well, what were all the sermons about? What things did we learn about? To reinforce, to reiterate what we talked about and what God wanted us to be. We need to have a vision. We need to have a theme. We need to have some direction. Remember, yes, it is everybody's business to do the work of the Lord. But as an older preacher used to tell me all the time, everybody's business, you know the ending of this? Is nobody's business. Right? If you just say, let's all go out and evangelize, let's all go out and practice benevolence, let's all go out and uh, edify the church, well, some of it might get done. But if you can create some structure and framework and some goals and objectives and some specific programs that will allow people to be intentional, that will allow people to have purpose and give them something in their hands that they can really think about and then something that they can actually be a part of, then we are going to be equipping the church for ministry as, as part of our theme uh, this January. How do we equip the church? What programs are there that others are involved in that we can duplicate uh, in years ahead or modify and adapt to meet our own purposes? Well, one of the things in the report we did was talk about the yearly works in the ministries that are ongoing every uh, month, every week. And uh, we just reminded them that we have every assembly. There's important planning that goes on and people participating in that. Our Bible school curriculum with adults and youth, the Good Samaritan program. I'm going to come and talk to you about that at another time that has been a 20-year program now that's going on at Dripping Springs that has been an excellent tool for a number of different programs within the congregation, but especially uh, reaching out to people who are just hurting and that are struggling. But I'll talk to you about that on another occasion. So we talked about some general things that were going on in the congregation, uh, various mission efforts. This was a time for us to highlight that. The congregation needed to see what they had been supporting, what they had been involved in. And so these were some of the people and works that we were uh, highlighting in our bulletin. So every week we had a, a little excerpt from a report from one of our missionaries so that when they open up the bulletin, they're seeing what someone else is doing somewhere else so that we don't forget about it because we want them to be praying for them. We want them to be thinking about what's going on. We talked about uh, efforts we had. Oh, this was 
Also, if you're preaching somewhere, you need to remind the congregation that when they allow you to go somewhere else and to do some other works, or when maybe your youth minister is involved in some other things somewhere else, remind them at the end of the year what that congregation was doing in other places uh, in the state or around the world, because when they allowed you to do that, they are, in effect, a tool in the hands of the congregation. The congregation is a tool in the hands of God. So just spend a little time reminding them about some things that uh, you were able to do, and they can reflect on that and say, wow, we did do some things. There were a lot of visitors that came from the community and got involved in our wellness uh, program. And to reflect back on the, the memories. Memories are such a good thing of good times of men coming together and praying together. This was really our, our monthly prayer breakfast that we had so that you you uh, remind each other of those <coughs> prayers and the importance of praying and, and uh, just wonderful memories. Memories are a lot of things that, that kind of hold you together and that continue to, to unify you. Uh, we talked about some of the sermon or Bible class series. We had a Bible class series on Jeremiah, and uh, it was a long-standing, long uh, study or program of that. Uh, we had a, a marriage seminar with uh, David Shannon and his wife. And so, uh, wow, that was, a, that was a huge effort. People from the community came. Yeah, we did that. We got involved. I remember uh, putting flyers out, and uh, I remember so-and-so that came to that seminar. We remember that someone was restored as a result of that. So good works are an important part of fueling us to think about next year's program because we're about to present the budget. The elders have increased the amount that we want the congregation to give. We'll get them excited, remind them of what God could do through them. Here's another program just as an outreach thing that I want you to think about maybe doing with your community. Uh, especially not long after 9-11 and a number of things that had been going on where uh, police officers had been shot. You remember kind of going back through our history in the United States here in the last 15, 20 years or so, that a lot of things have been happening and that uh, law enforcement officers were feeling really down. We decided that we were going to put together a breakfast that would honor the first responders of our community. And we had a gentleman in our community that knew uh, a lot of the police officers. He had served in public office before, and so he put us in contact with individuals and encouraged them to come. But members of the congregation got together, and they put together a wonderful breakfast. And, you know, it was really neat to see a lot of these police officers and people that worked for the EMS and uh, the fire department. They came, and for about it was a come-and-go breakfast for about two and a half hours. And these men came, and when they came, we had a big glove, a huge glove that we bought, and we filled it full of candy and a little flashlight and all kinds of things, and we gave a a speech uh, telling them how much we appreciated it, but more importantly, we spent some time praying with them. They told us no one had ever done something like that in the community, and it was one of the times that we had more visitors in our building than we'd ever had before. Getting people into the church building, getting out to the community, so a lot of people worked to make that happen. Uh, some of these were some of the cooks that were involved in the, in the process. And it highlighted their work, what they had done that year. And again, just showing some of the people there that the Dripping Springs congregation had touched. During one of our months, February, our theme was Abound in Love. And so we had Rick Brumbach come and preach a gospel meeting, a series of lessons just about that. And we had a door knocking campaign and effort. And uh, it was neat to see people come to that. 
See, that's the way back in February. We get down to the end of the year, we sometimes tend to forget about the things that have been going on, what the congregation has been doing. They need to be reminded of what God has done through them. And then, of course, boy, tons of youth ministry stuff. And it's exciting to see, wow, God is working in the lives of these people and things that have been going on. The, you know, the Lads to Leaders program that was established and uh, that year and some that were participating the very first time, some of these young people and seeing what, what they had accomplished standing. That, that's encouraging. In your reports, you need photographs. Photograph is worth a thousand words, isn't it? tells us that this young man, Maverick Walker, who had never really given a lesson before, did so. This is him practicing in a hotel room before he actually got up to speak before a good group of uh, judges and other people that were there. And then the awards that they won and the surprise team, that, that was exciting. They didn't think they were going to win anything. They didn't study very well. They just went. And they actually did pretty well because they had a good Bible school program you know, that focused on it. Well... Uh, camp, youth camp, man, I mean, you know, you just go on and on and you start thinking about what happens any given day in the life of a congregation that we tend to forget about. Here at Bear Valley, I see that going on all the time. Every day there are things that are happening. I wonder if we're reporting and I wonder if the congregation remembers and they can reflect back and see just exactly what all the component parts are doing in the overall work of the body of Christ. Vacation Bible School, Look at the number of people that get involved in that and kids that you can reach out to the community. I believe this is not a dying opportunity. Some churches have given up on it, but I believe they've given up on it because they're not really applying themselves in preparing and doing it the way that it ought to be done. Yes, if we kind of approach it with the idea, well, I guess we ought to have VBS. And well, it didn't, you know, last year we had two days. Let's just go to one day this year. The, the less we offer, the least amount of people are going to come. So we stepped it up. And we decided to have an, an all-morning vacation Bible school throughout the week. Four hours. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of effort and work. But look at the kids that came. It was exciting to see. We're planting seeds in the lives of those people. Don't give up on these programs like that. that. Even though they may be old and they've been done for years, revitalize them. Think about a different way to approach it. But don't give up on the fact that people need to hear the Word of God, even young people. And they will come if we will put the effort in it and plan it right and get people involved. So vacation Bible school opportunities of people doing things, mission trips for young people. Make, I really want to emphasize this, it can't be just about students being in the classroom. They have to find Christianity rewarding and enjoyable. And once you give them an opportunity to experience the joy of serving as they went on a mission trip to do a vacation Bible school in Oklahoma. And then we had a little fun at the end. We had a gospel meeting at night, and they participated in all that. And then what did it do? It solidified in many ways their faith because they saw the blessing of being in ministry. They were active. It just wasn't academic. It created great memories for them that have spurred some of them on to go into ministry themselves. And there was that small group that went to that small congregation, some of the things that they were involved in in uh, doing this vacation Bible school. Another camp that we had, a special youth camp to train. This is exciting to me to think about this program, not junior counselors, but we call them servant leaders, as a means of getting young people ready for the future, thinking about what they can do in influencing young people. And a lot of those kids I see in there now that are like in college right now, are very, very involved in other works 
in the kingdom of God. So anyway, I just wanted to say, look at, this was another big thing. How, congreg- how encouraging is it to a congregation to look out and remember all the people that came? And remember all the, the work that was involved by the members to, to make that happen. And you see that picture? And you see all those young people gathered around in our church building there at Dripping Springs? And they go, yeah, God did that. God really did do a lot this year. Gets people excited. We can do it, folks. we just got to get it organized. And that's what I'm saying. It's about people like this. Pictures reminding them of this little girl who was alone and had no really opportunities to be a part of a congregation where she was and she got involved and just kind of changed her whole world around. You don't even have to say much. Some people knew about who that girl was. And then, of course, reflecting upon the baptisms and those that were added to the kingdom of God over the year uh, can really be encouraging. Now, so what are reports about? They reveal what God has done through his church, through his people. The last thing I want to share with you is something that we did that year that is on the little table at the back. If you want one, you can pick it up. But at the beginning of the year, the elders said, look, we believe that every member of the congregation can affect the lives of others. It doesn't always have to be through evangelism. And so they established what they called the 14 Souls Campaign. And they reminded them that God had called them to be of service, no matter who they were. They could be in a hospital bed and still affect the lives of 14 souls in 2014. And so no matter where they are, no matter who they are, no matter what they might think with regard to whether or not they can do something, a program was established that said, we want you to write out. You've got to make it intentional. You've got to make it purposeful. You've got to make it something that you can remind them of over the year. They were to write out the names of three non-members, two family members, one widow or widower, one preschooler, one middle or high school student, one elected official, one out-of-duty member, one missionary, one married couple under the age of 30, one shut-in, uh, or one uh, person, family living in poverty, and decide, okay, I'm going to pray for that person weekly. So if you say every day, well, wow, 365 days, well, that's a great thing, but how many people are really going to do that? But what if you just said, I'm going to make sure that I pray for this this elected official at least once a week. Or I'm going to have a goal of a ministry deed to reach out to that person. They don't have to do all of it. They give them choices. But the whole point is, think about 14 people whose lives are going to impact. It might be just through prayer from a person sitting in a hospital bedroom that they're going to change. Now, you know what? When, they, when we did that and we had these posters created and put around in the church building, we experienced the best or the greatest amount of growth and strength of that entire year than we had in any year previous to that. Why? Because the elders had a vision. They had a plan. They had programs in place that allowed people to go to work, but especially they allowed God to go to work. So that's what this month of January is about. Thinking about what we can do to be intentional to be purposeful, to be organized, to be systematic, to get the body working for the overall edifying of itself in love, to grow into a full-grown, mature body of people that will seek to bring glory to Christ and save souls. All right. Adam, would you lead us in prayer?